Well, good morning once again and welcome to the Mission Viejo Church of Christ. It is great to be back with you all. I was unfortunately not able to be here last week due to some health concerns in the family, but I am very happy to be back with you this morning. I truly missed being with you all. I was here in spirit and I was watching on the live stream, but it's just not the same as being here in the building together. So it is great to be back. And today we are going to continue our series on the one another's. And this is something we've been unpacking for quite a while. And we're not going to get through all of the one another's, of course, but we're hitting on some of the key one another's that are going to be super important for us as a church family, as we start to gather back together, as we continue to come back together and to rebuild this church community and this church family, how we treat one another and how we behave towards one another is going to speak volumes as to what our church family truly is and is truly striving to be. Now, a lot of these one another, some of you may be saying, yeah, I, I already know this. I already know this. This is, this is not new information. But I think it is so important that every once in a while we take a step back and look at things like humility, which is what we're going to be talking about today, and just remind ourselves of how important it truly is to show humility to each other, to one another, and most importantly, to God. So that's where we're going to be at this morning. Thank you, Chuck, for the scripture reading this morning and Brandon for the uh, song service that was dedicated towards humility. That really helps just kind of set the tone for where we're going to be going today. So our big idea for today is when you are prideful, you're setting yourselves up for a big fall. Now, I, I heard the story, and I, it was just too perfect not to share with you guys here this morning. So the story goes, there was the, a CEO of a Fortune 500 company, and him and his wife are on a, on a vacation on a trip together in the car. And they stop at a gas station. And when they stop at the gas station, uh, you know, his wife, his wife goes in to, to get some snacks or some drinks or whatever the case may be and strikes up a conversation with the guy working behind the counter at the gas station. Well, after she comes out, the husband kind of took note and said, hey, uh, you know, who, just curious, who was that? Who are you talking to in there? And she says, oh, that, that's actually a guy that I used to date. And he says, oh, okay. And he thinks for a minute and he says, boy, honey, I bet you sure are glad you didn't end up with that guy, aren't you? Because you'd be married to a gas station attendant. And she says, no, nope, if I'd have married him, he'd be a CEO of a Fortune 500 company. Now, I say this to say we all have people in our lives who maybe need a little dose of humility. How many of you know someone who could use a dose of humility? A coworker, a family member, a friend, maybe yourselves, right? And then how many are you married to that person? No, do not put your hands up. Kind of set you up for a failure there. But, but that's what we're going to be talking about today is this idea of humility because sometimes we get so wrapped up in ourselves and we get so wrapped up in the things that we want to do and the things that we need to do and our job titles and our houses and our cars and things like that that we forget that we need to always be humble because at the end of the day there's always one person right who's going to be far greater than we will ever aspire to be. So that's what we're going to be looking at today, and I wanted to share a quote with you. And this is a very common quote from C.S. Lewis, and you guys have probably all heard this before. But it says, true humil humility is not thinking less of yourself, it's thinking of yourself less. So see, what we're talking about is not that we can't have a high self-esteem, right? 
It's just that we shouldn't be thinking about ourselves constantly. We should be thinking of others. And in the context that we're talking about today, that's our church family, right? We should be putting others in front of ourselves just the way that Christ put himself for us. And that's what we're going to unpack as we get into our scripture today. So humility is the key. Now, humility plays a huge role in all of the one another's that we've been talking about. So just to, just to jog your memory, just to refresh your memory, we talked about things like confessing our sins to one another. Could you imagine trying to do that without a sense of humility? That'd be pretty tough, wouldn't it? We talked about how we speak to one another. Think about that. If we speak to one another and we're not speaking from a place of humility, how far is that going to get us? We talked about teaching and admonishing one another. Well, how can we do that without a sense of humility? So just from where I'm coming from, we talked about how love plays a factor in every one of the one another's. And I want to encourage you to think about the fact that so does humility. Because how can we treat each other in the way that we want to be treated if we don't show humility towards one another? See, that's what allows us to say, hey, I made a mistake. Hey, I was wrong. And if we don't have that humility, we're going to find it really tough to do that. And that also impacts our relationships. You guys can all think of someone in your life who maybe needs a dose of humility. I used to work with this guy. His name was Tony, and we called him Tony Topper. Because no matter what you said, he's already been there, done that, done it better than you'll ever do it. You could say, hey, guess what? I climbed a mountain. And he'd be like, yeah, I climbed that same mountain with one arm and one leg. It didn't matter what you said. He could always do better or had done better or had more or whatever the case may be. Now think about those people in your life. And, and, and I think about him and, and I love the guy to death. He, he's, he's a friend of mine to this day. But he can be really hard to be around sometimes. Because it can be really frustrating, especially when you're sharing an accomplishment or you're sharing something from your own life and it's, oh, been there, done that, done it better. And, and I want you to think about that as we interact with one another in our church family. Do you want to be around that person and do you want to be that person? And I would wager to guess the answer is no. So let's jump into scripture because it doesn't really matter at the end of the day what I think about it, but let's see what the Bible has to say. We're going to start off today in 1 Peter chapter 3. So if you have your Bibles with you, I want to encourage you to open up, read along with me. 1 Peter chapter 3, we're going to look at verses 8 and 9 on your Bible or your tablet or your Bible app. And it says, finally, all of you be like-minded. And I love this. Again, he's reminding us that as a church family, we should all be on the same page. Be sympathetic, right? Sympathize with one another. Show empathy towards one another. Love one another. Be compassionate and humble. And there's that word again. And that word is used over and over and over again in the Bible, which tells us that this was something that was really important for us to not only understand, but also to apply. Verse 9 says, Do not repay evil with evil or insult with insult. On the contrary, repay evil with a blessing, because to this you were called so that you may inherit a blessing. Now, I love this so much because this reminds us that as Christians, we are to act counter-culturally. That's a tough pill to swallow sometimes, right? Because what's the first thing that comes to our mind when someone is, is, is throws an insult at us? What do we do? First thing we do is we think of an insult to fire back, right? And unfortunately, that's human nature. That's just kind of how we're wired, 
But see, we are called not to act like those in the world. We are called to be counter-cultural. And that can be really, really hard sometimes. Because the easy way out is somebody hurls an insult at you, what do you do? You hurl one right back at them. But see, that's not what we're called to do. This passage that we just read says, do not repay evil with evil, but evil with good. That's a tough one. That's a tough one for us to remember, and that's why it's so important that we take the time to reread these verses that maybe some of you already know, or maybe some of you even have memorized, is because we have to act counterculturally. We have to turn the other cheek, so to speak. We don't act the same way that those in the world act, and that's what part of being humble is all about. Let's go ahead and look at 1 Peter again, but we're going to jump ahead to, to chapter 5. So if you would, jump with me to 1 Peter chapter 5, and we're going to start in verse 5. It says, In the same way, you who are younger, submit yourselves to your elders. It says, All of you, clothe yourselves with humility towards one another, because God opposes the proud, but shows favor to the humble. Now, if you've been, if you've been following along with our, with, our, with our One Another series, it's, these one another's are all about truly being spirit-filled, right? And when we're spirit-filled, we are clothing ourselves in things like humility. You know, we talk about putting on the, the, the full armor of God, and that's one way that we clothe ourselves. But clothing ourselves in humility is another way that we clothe ourselves. As we prepare to go out into the world, as we prepare to go out and interact with others, we have to physically think about these things. And we make a choice to act in humility as, a ch as opposed to a choice to act in a prideful nature. So we've got to clothe ourselves. And then I love what this, the last part of this verse says. It says, God opposes the proud and favors the humble. Now, there are so many places in the Bible that, that we, we get ourselves wrapped up in kind of arguments and gray areas. And, well, I think it means this and I think it means that. But this seems pretty clear to me. It seems pretty clear to me that God wants us to be humble. If we go ahead to verse 6, humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand, that he may lift you up in due time. Again, if we show the humility that he wants us to show, he's going to repay us for that one day, and it'll be a far greater reward than what we go through here. Another quote I want to share with you from Andrew Miller says, humility is a place of entire dependence on God. The lack of humility is the sufficient explanation for every lack and failure. Humility has never had the place of supreme importance that belongs to it. Now, I really like the very first part of this quote where it says, Humility is a place of entire dependence on God. It's hard to be prideful when we remember that God is still on the throne. It's hard to be prideful that when we remember what God did for us, because no matter what good that we do, no matter what amazing things that we may do, it'll never surpass what God has done for us. And that's where our humility comes from. Our humility comes from understanding that no matter what my job title is, no matter what my accomplishments are here, it doesn't even compare to what God has done through his son. Let's go ahead and flip over to Philippians now. We're going to go to Philippians chapter 2. 
And it says, therefore, if any of you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from his love, if any common sharing in the spirit, and if any tenderness and compassion. Okay, here, here, here's Paul, right? And, he, and he's reminding the church at Philippi of how they should be acting towards one another, be engaged with one another, be united in Christ. He goes on to say, then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being in one spirit and of one mind. And again, guys, we are a family. We're the body of Christ. We're all working towards the same goal. We all should be trying to unite and not divide ourselves. Verse 3 says, Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves. And see, that's what humility is really all about. Humility is when I put the value of others above the value of myself. And again, like we talked about earlier, that doesn't mean I have to think poorly of myself. It simply means that I put the needs of others above myself, which is exactly what Christ did for us. It says, number four, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of others. Number five says, in your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Jesus Christ. He's reminding us again that we should have the mind of Christ. Again, it goes back to that, and I know it's kind of cliche these days, that whole what would Jesus do movement, right? We all saw that. It was on bracelets and bumper stickers and billboards and everything else. But, but there's so much truth to that statement that we have to consider. And Paul reminds us over and over that we should be Christ-minded, now, again, that's not to say we are Christ, because, of course, we can never be. Christ was the one true, perfect person. But what it does mean is we should have the same mind set as Christ. And that's how he treated people and how he loved everyone and how he put others above himself. Verse 6, who being in very nature God did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. See, he's, Paul's reminding us that if anybody should have been prideful, if anybody should have lacked in humility, it would have been Jesus Christ because he was basically God incarnate. So if anybody should have been prideful, if anybody should have been, hey, look at me and look what I can do, it's Jesus. And he's reminding us that if Jesus didn't behave that way, then we shouldn't behave that way. It says, rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness. I love that he says it pretty black and white here. He says, he made himself nothing. He humbled himself. Christ tells us that he came to serve and not to be served. And that's a sign of humility. Eight says, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. See, when we're truly humble, when we truly know that God is in control and that he is the one, right, that loves us more than anyone else, then just like Christ was, we've got to be obedient to death. Now we know, right, that our life as Christians is not always easy. It's not always fun. Sometimes we have to make really hard choices. But just like Christ, we've got to be obedient to the very 
end. See, we don't get to pick and choose. We don't get to say, hey, on Sundays and Wednesdays, I'm going to be a good Christian, but on, on Mondays, Tuesdays, Thursdays, Fridays, and Saturdays, I'm going to do whatever I want. We've got to be obedient each, <clears throat> obedient each and every day. Verse 9 says, Therefore God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name above every name. Number 10 says, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And see, here he's reminding us that because Christ humbled himself and because Christ was obedient to the very end, he was lifted up and he was exalted to the right hand of the Father. And see, if we truly show humility in everything that we do, in everything that we say, in the way that we treat others, and we can truly be obedient until death, then he's going to lift us up just like he did with Christ. And we're going to spend eternity in the most amazing place that you can possibly imagine. And I don't know what that's going to look like, but I do know from everything that I've read and everything that I've studied that it's going to be a place beyond comprehension. It's going to be the most amazing place you can think of times a million. And that's what makes it worth it. And that's why we, we talked a couple weeks ago about speaking to one another. That's how we, we have to speak to one another in a way that shows love. And we have, to, we have to teach and admonish one another in a way that shows love. And we have to show humility just as Christ showed humility. And, and this can be a tough one. This can be a hard one. Some of these one another's are easier than others. This can be a hard one. Humility is a tough one. There, there's an old country song, and it went something to the effect of, uh, Lord, it's hard to be humble when you're perfect in every way. All right, some of you have heard that. Well, I guess some of you older folks like me have heard that. But, but that's how some of us feel sometimes. When we point out what others do, we're saying, hey, because I'm better than them. When we say, brother and sister so-and-so did this, brother and sister so-and-so did this, what are we doing? We're saying, hey, I'm perfect. I would never do that. I'm going to point out someone else's flaws. See, that's a lack of humility, and that's what we have to remind ourselves of, is to show humility, because guess what? We're all sinners, and we all make mistakes, and we all fall short. And that's why God sent his son to die, so that we could have the chance of everlasting life. Verse 11 says, And every tongue acknowledge that Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Because see, when we acknowledge that Christ is Lord, it's a sign of humility. It's a choice. Pride is concerned with who is right. Humility is concerned with what is right. And at the end of the day, that's the choice that we have to make. Is it more important that I'm right or is it more important that what is right? That's something that we have to think about. Because just like every other choice that we make every day, it's a choice that we make to be prideful and to be concerned with ourselves or to be humble and to put others before ourselves. Imagine what could change in your life if you truly embrace this idea of humility. Things at home can be better. Things at work, where we spend so much time, can be better if we're truly humble towards one another. Things in our church family can be better if we're truly showing humility 
to one another. Because again, those are the people that you want to be around. Those are the people that you want to be with, that you want to spend time with. So how do we do that? And these are just a few ideas. We imitate Christ. We, we, as we read just a few minutes ago, we want to take on the mind of Christ, the mindset of Christ. We've got to be countercultural. We don't want to brag about our accomplishments. We, we, we want to lift others up and show humility to one another. It's a choice. We've got to choose humility. We've got to love others because when we love others, we're not going to be prideful. When we love others, we're going to build others up. And last, but certainly not least, and this has been the focus of this entire series that we've been working on, is we are better together. We are much stronger when this church family comes together, we can accomplish amazing things. And I am so excited this morning to see how many of us have come together this morning. I don't have the count, but I I think this is the highest count we've probably had in a couple of years. And I don't know about you, but I hope that encourages you as much as it encourages me. And I hope that that gives you hope, and I hope that that gives you encouragement and excitement that we want to do even more, and that we truly want to embrace the one another's. I want to leave you with one last piece of scripture, and that's from James chapter 4, verse 10, and Brandon actually read this uh, during worship today, which I didn't know he was doing, so that was perfect. But I want to leave you with this last piece, and that's to humble yourselves before the Lord, and he will lift you up. Maybe this morning you've never had the chance to show that true sign of humility, that act of humility, where you make the choice to be baptized for the remission of your sins, where you humble yourself to say, look, look, God, I have made mistakes, and I don't want to be that person anymore. You have an opportunity this morning to come forward to be baptized for the remission of your sins and to receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Or maybe you've been a Christian for a long time and and humility is just one of those things that you struggle with. We would love for you to come forward in just a moment and we, myself and the elders, would love to talk with you, to pray with you, and to help you get back to a place in a right relationship with Jesus Christ. Because there's no reason to walk out the doors this morning and not be in that right relationship with Jesus Christ. If we can help you in any way, we want to invite you to come forward as we stand together and as we sing. As uh, these two young men, it is their last Sunday with us uh, for a while at least. Uh, and I'm just so thankful uh, for them and what they've meant to this church family for being a part of the young adult ministry. Uh, just to let you know, uh, Joshua Gilman is on his way back to San Jose State for his final year uh, to complete his degree in meteorology. So we're very excited for him. Uh, And then, yes, let's give him a round of applause. And then uh, Danny Uskanga is going to head off to South Carolina where he will be uh, beginning basic training for the Army. Uh, He will be serving in the Army, uh, working in technology specialism. Yes. Um, So we're super excited for him. Uh, We're very excited for all that these young men are doing in the world. Uh, And we're just going to pray for them and pray uh, that as they continue their journey, they will keep turning to God in the good and the bad. So let's go ahead and pray over them now. Father God, we just thank you so much for today. And we just thank you for these young men uh, who have been just faithful servants of your kingdom. Father God, as they leave here today, uh, may they just be encouraged and uplifted by this congregation. And may we just keep them in our prayers. 
May we just pray uh, for them as they continue their journey into new uh, and even familiar areas. May we just uh, lift them up continually. And Father God, as these young men live, uh, leave here today, uh, may they just choose to follow you all the days of their life. Uh, may they seek you in the good and the bad times. May they seek you uh, when it sometimes just seems easier uh, not to, to just follow the ways of the world. Father God, we just pray for them in their journey, and we want to especially pray for their families as well, uh, that they may be comforted as they head off uh, into the world. May they know that you are guiding them, that you are just helping them along the journey. And we just pray that in all that they do, they will turn to you. We thank you for Jesus. It's in his name that we pray. Amen. Well, again, thank you so much for being with us here this morning. Uh, there is going to be a potluck reception for Danny in the fellowship hall if you care to join us or even if you just care to uh, pop over and wish him well on his journey. But again, thank you so much for being us. Have a great week. Oh